Hello everyone, welcome to Caught Off Guardians, the weekly podcast where a couple of former roommates talk about everyone's favorite small market team, Major League Baseball team, the Cleveland Guardians. I'm your host, Scott Nicholson, and with me as always is my co-host, Storm. Say hi to the people, Storm. Hi, like Matt Lawton in the early 2000s, I am also here. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Welcome to the first podcast. Not the first podcast that we have done, the first podcast that the people will listen to. Yes, all of. Honestly, Who knows? If... <laughs> there will be there will be ones of listeners to this podcast. There will be ones of listeners. I think that's a good. That's a good I'll send I'll send it to my dad. I'm sure he'll listen to it. You know, I'll send it to my dad too. Oh well, there's two listeners right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Well, um, it's opening day. It was opening day this weekend. Uh, I'm pretty excited about uh, that. So we want to just talk about uh, the games that happened this weekend. Yeah, we want to do our weekly wrap-up. Yeah, weekly uh, recap of uh, the games this weekend. Sound, noises. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, All the sounds and the noises uh, and everything for uh, this very professional, very well-edited and professionally made podcast that we have put together. So let's get to the weekly recap. That's where you come in. You got to... Got to come in with your own noise, and it'll be a, a special Oh, okay, like we'll layer it on top. Yeah, we'll Got layer it. it. It'll be like a harmony. We'll harmonize gotcha. there. All righty. All right, so the first game. Lost 3-1. to one. Yes. Offense did not get anything done. Jose Ramirez had our only RBI of the game. Uh, Shane Bieber, four and two-thirds innings, one earned run. I don't know if that's still an earned run. I don't know if they ended up retroactively giving Ahmed Rosario an error on that play where he just dropped the ball out in left field. Are you looking at it right now? Uh, I'm not looking at it, but I do have just kind of the stats. I could, uh, let me look at the stats from that game and just make sure I have everything correct. Um, the audio listeners can get a bit of ASMR as I type on my clicky-clack keyboard. Whoa! Whoa! You say audio listeners, and I don't think we're doing a video there, There's no video version. There's no video version. It's only audio listeners. No, don't go look for it. It's, it does not it exist. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Um, yeah, it yeah, was... That, ga- that game was pretty much what I expected. Pitching to go very well and offense yeah. not to do a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kind of how last season went, really, when we get down to it. It's pretty it's a much great a, microcosm of last season. Yeah. Um, Shane Bieber, four Ks in four and two thirds innings. He pitched well. Um, can't go too long because of the abbreviated spring training because the millionaires and billionaires couldn't decide who should get more money. Uh, but yeah, lost that game three to one. Kind of disappointing. If you want to talk about a microcosm of last year, why don't we talk about game two on Saturday? We lose one to nothing in extra innings. In extra, I, I don't. I don't have anything to say about that game. I. I don't. I. I. I'm looking at the angles. Uh, Zach Plesac pitched well. What about that? He pitched over six innings. Was super efficient, even on the abbreviated pitch, uh, counter. Here's what I think. All right, we tell me what you think. An incredibly deep rotation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we get to our third, fourth, or fifth guys, you know, as opposed to our first and second guys when we match up against other teams, our offense isn't going to do as well. But while Beaver and Plesak will keep us in games, I feel like we're going to win a lot of our games in the three, fourth, and fifth starter matchups mm-hmm. because we're so deep there. Mm-hmm. 
I think I have to agree with that one. That's a that's a pretty good take. Yeah, I don't have anything. One nothing in ten innings. That's um that's pretty sad. Yeah. Uh, it had me thinking Saturday of this is how the entire year is going to go. We're never going to score more than four runs in a game. It's hopeless. Give up on the season. Um, and, and then something happened. And then Sunday happened. 17 runs on 22 hits. Have I told uh, you who my new favorite player is yet? No, but I have a feeling it's going to be my favorite player. Steve okay, wait, wait, wait. Quad! There's no way you didn't peek that. There's no oh, way I that absolutely that audio did. is fine. There's no way <laughs> I'm going to be able to do anything with that. We'll just have to we'll just have to edit it out and put in a sound effect of just someone saying Stephen Kwan there. Yeah. Here I'll record it right now. Stephen Kwan. Okay. okay, great. I'll just take that and edit it to be it. as robotic as possible. Yeah, I'll cut it out and I'll put it into the same But spot this conversation stays in. Right. We'll keep this cut co- just so everyone knows what happens, what had happened and why it's like yeah. that. Yeah. Just so everyone knows, but um yeah, uh, Stephen Quad went five for five today. Four singles, a double, a hit by a pitch. He reached safely all six times. He's now reached safely in eight consecutive plate appearances. Um, and this was his third game ever in the major leagues. He's currently hitting 800 after the first weekend of the year. With three walks and a hit by pitch. Uh, uh, I'm at a loss for words. Uh, I, I love this man. He Stephen, is uh, Stephen Kwan. We talked about no him wrong. a lot at spring training about his discipline. He shows at the yeah, plate. Yeah, he is he's and, a very uh, professional hitter. And it's not that he hit, he also has a lack of power. He hit 12 home runs last year in the minors, and he had a couple of rockets in spring training. Mm-hmm. He he is not exclusively a contact hitter. He'll hit a couple home runs now and then, which is mm-hmm. very exciting. Yeah, I'm excited to kind of see what he uh, has in store for this year. I love him in the number two spot. I uh, do as well. We need, I like bumping Ahmed Rosario back to number five because I think it gives extra protection to Fran Mio Reyes because Ahmed will just get him over, (laughs) get a base hit. Uh, uh, Ahmed Rosario had four hits today as well. Uh, He, yeah, just shooting that ball to right field. He's got that good stroke, yeah. Stephen Kwan has been more rewarded for his efforts uh, with hits in the box score, but Ahmed Rosario has looked good in pretty much every at bat he's taken, even though he hasn't gotten a base hit. There were you know, uh, there were like two great defensive plays yesterday that robbed Ahmed Rosario of hits. Mm-hmm. He is he's seeing the ball well, and uh, it showed up today with his four hits in the box and uh, the box score. I'm sent box office. Um, you seen any good movies lately? <laughs> uh, I recommend the Batman. To everybody watching, uh, I think that I I think that's still in theaters for like another week. Yeah, that'll be on HBO Max, so you can watch it there. Okay, watch it. Watch the Batman. All right. Uh, express written uh, opinion of this podcast is uh, watch the it's Batman movie. Go watch the Batman. All right, but uh, Ahmed Rosario with his uh, with his four hits showed up well. I like him at shortstop. I think he should play every day at shortstop. Um, I think about finding. I'll tell time. you who's not having good at bats. Who? Andreas Jimenez and Yu Chang. I think it's Yu Chang is always, currently hitting zero this year, so that would be accurate for that. Andres Jimenez has had a couple of hits, but uh, those are the two guys that were hot coming out of spring training that have just kind of laid it dud this weekend, which is interesting. Yep. Um, it's it is very interesting. Uh, there's always more to say uh, to somebody's stats. Yeah, you can say, look at the tape. So, so, so say more on that. 
And Andres Jimenez, I think, is like I think he was one sixty seven going into his one at bat today, which he which he got out, I believe. Um, but he's not putting together good at bats. Um, I, he did have one really good at bat, which he sent the game on uh, Thursday, where you know he fought down from uh, two strikes and was able to get a base hit. And that was a very good at bat, but he doesn't look very comfortable. Yu Chang has looked um, absolutely uncomfortable at the plate. Just uh, his one at bat today, uh, I think it was either 0-2 or 1-2, and he got a strikeout. He's just not making contact, not seeing the ball well. Uh, someone in a similar vein, Fran Mil Reyes. He got two hits today, got rewarded for two hits, but uh, he also... He's not seeing the ball well. He's swinging at a lot of stuff out of the zone. So those are three players that are not seeing the ball very well. And you can tell. Um, and right now their stats do reflect it. For sure, for sure. I don't like Yu Chang's swing. I never have. I think it's too long. It looks too long to me. I, I could not know what I'm talking about. I could be completely mistaken here. But every time he takes a swing, I'm like, it takes him way too long to get that bat through the strike zone. And there seems to be a lot of holes in his swing. But um, same thing with Andres Jimenez is that I feel like both of their swings are too long. It, um, it generates power, but at the expense of actually making contact, which they both struggle with, I think. Uh, Jimenez is a guy that left-handed stroke, I believe they're shifting on him, and he should absolutely be working the other way. Yeah. Yeah, he's not uh, a power hitter and he shouldn't try to be. He should be trying it inside out. Miles Straw and Rosario are almost exclusively opposite field hitters. Yeah, I wanted um, to actually speak, Jimenez should take uh, speak upon that, that because two guys that were hot coming out of spring training and were pot today in their first starts of the year were uh, Owen Miller and Ernie Clement. I have on my notes here, I say Oliver Miller, which is, I think, a guy that I know from college. Um, he won't listen to this podcast, but. Uh, that's funny that I wrote that down and subconsciously thought of him. Um, uh, you might have known him. We were roommates in college, so you might have met Oliver. Did I did meet him? Oliver, yes. Okay, when we okay. were roommates in college. I, yeah, which is I how do. we know each other to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were New to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to cool. make sure we, we talk about that relationship. That should be in like our tagline. It's like we're two it wasn't roommates. Our tag. Were you not paying attention to the tagline? I said that. We're four oh, roommates. did you say roommates? I, I blacked out. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, you're just waiting in the wings, waiting to be introduced. Mine was elsewhere. Yeah. But yeah, Owen Miller and Ernie Clement both uh, combined for five hits today. Both guys were hot coming out of spring training, and um, both had a bunch of really good at-bats today, got some really good hits. Uh, I think Owen Miller had a double today. Uh, I, th I like both of those guys hitting more. Both of those guys, I think, have higher potential than Jimenez and Yu Chang. Mm -hmm. um, both were rookies last year and played in 60 and 40 games respectively. I like Ernie Clement's swing. Uh, Oliver Miller struck out way too many times last year. You said Oliver life. Miller again. Dang it. Ah, oh, shucks. <laughs> Who would have thought on the Cleveland Guardians podcast the name of Owen Miller would be the name of something we got wrong the most? Yeah, I guess I don't have a response to that, but makes sense. Just a I think it's the most generic name in our lineup. That's probably why it's hard to remember. <laughs> Owen Miller isn't a baseball player. He's just this guy you know. Yep, I would say I agree with that. Anyway, Owen Miller and uh, Ernie Clement uh, both have good swings. 
Uh, Owen Miller struck out 56 times in 60 games last year. So as long as, can, as long as he can keep that number down, I'm sure he could be a really good hitter and hit the 400 that he was hitting in AAA before he was called now, last year. I would say uh, not really a hot take, but a hot take if your answer is yes. Could you see Owen Miller replacing Bobby Bradley in the starting lineup at first base if Bobby Bradley also continues to struggle to see the ball? Yes. Here, heard it here, folks. I think Bobby Bradley doesn't didn't have a hit in the first two games. No, he did not. Someone else also not seeing the ball very well. I imagine uh, against lefties going forward, Oliver Miller will start at first base when we're facing a left-handed starting pitcher. I believe in the first two games, Bobby Bradley they brought in a lefty to face Bobby Bradley, and both times he was pitch hit for. Yeah. Um, not hitting the ball particularly well. Also, before we move on, I just wanted to t- uh, touch on today, just because he's my favorite player on our current team, Jose Ramirez. Jose, 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 Jose. Yes, exactly. Had three hits today, including a double and a home run. Good, solid line drive laser just uh, out of right field there. What is he just sweet, sweet stroke. Is the only thing you can say about his. Yeah, he's actually the only one who was playing well in all three games. I think he got a hit in all three games. He drove in her yeah. only run in uh, game one, and so two doubles in three games. Yeah, yeah, and a home run. Mm-hmm. Only guy who's uh, who played well in all three games, other than Stephen Kwan, of course. Yes, Stephen Kwan. It's gonna be a solid uh, two and three uh, a punch there. But in our right weekend, we have one more game uh, against the Royals on Monday, which is weird. Because usually it's, weekend it's, yeah. series end on Sunday. End on Sunday. And we Monday is usually Monday. a travel day. Yeah. It's yeah. a travel day or you, you play somebody else on Monday. Yeah. But because of the weird, we're just going to take the first couple weeks of the season and move that to the last couple weeks of the season. Um, and they usually have opening day, then a day off, and then finish the series. We had to So do it that. should have been a four-game series, but we took the day off on We Friday. took Friday off, and instead of playing that game on Monday, and... Yeah, it's so weird. But, uh, yeah, so we'll have one more game against the Royals tomorrow. I, I think Aaron Savale will get the uh, get the start there. Uh, we'll talk about him in a little bit. But uh, I think he'll, he'll have a good matchup against whoever Kansas City is throwing out there uh, on Monday as well. But uh, one and two this weekend. So, Storm, I wanted to give a couple of predictions, make a little game out of it. First week of the season. Uh, let's have some predictions. Let's put these right. in print, put them on the internet for posterity re- for posterity to be remembered forever of our terrible, terrible, or in my case, extremely accurate and a hundred percent true predictions that will come true. You can mark that down. I've got my notepad. I'm ready. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go through ten predictions. I think ten different statistics that we're each gonna give our opinions on and give a number. Uh, at the end of the year, whoever's closest will get a point. If you get exactly right, you get three points. And whoever has the most points at the end of the season uh, will win something. We haven't really decided on what that person will win. We have a different We uh, have a different bet. We'll get to that a little bit later. Bet? Yeah, we have different contests. We'll get to that a little bit later. But um, yeah, we, know what the, we know what the prize is for that, but we'll yeah. see what the prize is. Maybe we'll are. just have our audience decide. Maybe we'll get some suggestions. Yeah. The season is long, so we don't have to come up with anything interesting right now. Yeah. So Maybe by the All-Star break. Maybe we'll by the some. All-Star break we'll have something. So first thing I wanted to talk about is uh, team wins. Let's just predict the Guardians' record. Last year, the, uh, the Guardians... 
uh, went 80 and 82, technically a losing season. We had lots of injuries. Oh, yeah. uh, what's your prediction here, Storm? What do you think? Uh, what do you think our win total is going to be this year? 85 wins is what I have down. Mm. Can you explain that a little bit? Where'd you get that I, from? I think we still play in a weak division. I feel like the Tigers made some moves, uh, signing uh, a bias for one to play, play up the up the infield there, up the middle. Um, but I don't feel like the Tigers are going to be much improved. Um, I feel like the Royals, with a young nucleus, are still learning a lot. I feel like they still have some, somewhere to go. So I feel like we're going we're gonna to have some victories against the Tigers and Royals this season. Who knows what the Twins are going to do. And the White Sox will be tough, but I still think we have three uh, teams that we're going to have a lot of success of in our division that we're going to play a whole lot. So mm-hmm. that kind of factors into our pitching. As I said, we have a whole lot of depth that's going to keep us competitive, and we'll just see how much uh, how much we can do. Mm. I'm a little more optimistic. My pick is I have us going 88 and 74. I think mm-hmm. we had a ton of injuries to pretty much everyone in our starting staff last year, and we still mm-hmm. finished with 80 wins. So I think with an entire year of our staff healthy, we could really be a force to be reckoned with in the American League. And it might not matter that we score only one run if the opposing team scores zero. So. Mark that down uh, with your guess of 85 and my guess of 88. I'll actually type that on my computer. More clicky clacks for the listeners. Okay. Uh, let's go to our top of the lineup. Miles Straw, outfielder, center fielder, leadoff man. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30 stolen bases last year. Storm, what do you think uh, is going to be his final number of stolen bases? Um, still well, bases combined between Houston and Cleveland last year. Where do you think he ends up by the end of the season? I would love to say fifty. I really <laughs> would. I want. Then say it. Say it. No. Say it. No, say I'm it. not. I'm going to go with thirty-three. Thirty-three. That's a good. I, but I would. I would love it to be fifty. I would love if he got the green light every time he got on base, which is good at getting on base. I think he was only one for six today, but. Yeah, walk and decent this weekend so far, but I I would love it if he's still fifty. He won't because no one steals anymore. But if he stole fifty bases, that would be exciting. But we're gonna go with thirty three. Okay, thirty three for you. I have him stealing twenty eight bases. Okay. Um, we won more than the typical uh, team in the league, but if Steve Kwan's going to be getting a hit every time he's up, I doubt that if when he's on base they'll have him run unless uh, a guy's making a slow delivery. Or maybe we'll have him steal because Steve Kwan is up. Right, that could, could get, get us into some position. very advantageous hit-and-run uh, situations. And I think a hit-and-run would be a, a fairly often call. Especially since Stephen Kwan doesn't seem to strike out all that much. I don't yeah. think he struck out oh, yet yeah. this year. Yeah, has not struck out this year. He didn't strike out in spring training. Um, you get an action count of 2-1, 3-1, and you still Stephen Kwan, hey, put the ball in play. All right. Going into our next, uh, down into what used to be the regular batting order, but now it's since been moved. Ahmed Rosario, last year hit 282. Uh, Storm, mm-hmm. where do you think Ahmed Rosario finishes this year with his batting average? I'm going to say he's uh, he's he's going to be uh, he's going to be improved. You know what? I had 291 written down here. I'm throwing that out the window. Okay. I'm going to say Ahmed Rosario has an amazing season, and he's going to hit 300. 300 on the dot, that's your guess? 300 on the dot. I love that guess. I like how you're sticking to your, your gut feeling there. I think he's also going to be improved. I don't know go. I don't know if I'll go all the way to 300. My guess is 289. 
that's what I have written down here. That's what uh, I'm going to stick with, 289. Uh, definitely going to improve, I think, uh, upon last year with more playing time, getting more comfortable. I think he'll uh, get better pitches to hit uh, at the fifth spot in the in the lineup as people may be uh, more inclined to give him strikes as they try to get him out, um, as they might think they have to relax since Jose and Fran Miller are hitting in front of him. But that could just be the opposite of the conventional wisdom, and I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. So, uh, speaking of next in the batting order, Jose Ramirez, doubles. Last year, 32 doubles. Uh, he used to have so many doubles, and then he started hitting a bunch of home runs. So where mm-hmm. do you think Jose finishes in doubles this year? He's had two this weekend and three games. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. So if you, your guess was one, I, I think you should change your guess. Ready? Yeah. 46 doubles That's a year. lot of doubles. I'm going to say he's going to be up there, maybe leading the league in doubles. I like the bold prediction. Uh, any particular reason that you think that he's going to hit so many doubles? He's going to have, you know, people are not going to try to pitch for him. I'm going to say he's not going to get as many home run pitches. But I think with Quan and Straw in front of them, they're going to have to pitch to him a little bit with guys on base. And I feel like he is a disciplined enough hitter to get some good pitches to hit and hit some doubles this year. Okay, okay. I went up a little bit from last year, but his double numbers have declined quite a bit since he started hitting more home runs. So I have him at 35 doubles. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll see where he ends up at the end of the season. I hope you're right. I hope he has more. I hope that you, um, just by being at 46, are closer because he hits 50. That's where I'm at uh, in my current guess. Going next is Framil Reyes, who had not a great weekend, a couple of singles, doesn't look very comfortable at the plate, as we mentioned before. Yeah. But last year he hit 30 home runs, missed mm-hmm. about six weeks of the season. Six weeks? Yeah, where do you think he ends up this year with home runs? Where, how many uh, uh, Franmil trots do you think he's going to... Uh, 35. 35. So stays number. healthy, 35. I do think um, he is a J.R. Smith of, of Major League Baseball. Please elaborate on that. Not in personality, in just the incredible streakiness of his ability. Like, I think Fran Mill is going to have a month where he hits 10, 11 home runs. And then, you know, he'll hit five or six, you know, every other month or so. Or maybe have a month where he hits like two or three. Okay. Okay. I feel like he's going to have one month where he hits the absolute cover off the ball and he's going to shoot his numbers way up. Um, and yeah, he'll end up with about 35 home runs. I'm at a little bit of an advantage here for playing by prices right rules because I my official guess is 37, mm-hmm. and so if we're less than 35, you're probably gonna win, and then if we're at more than 35, I'm probably yeah. gonna win. Well, we'll uh, have to design a scoring system. Yeah. So this one closer. this one's gonna come down to basically how exactly many home runs he hits. Maybe he mm-hmm. is healthy. Maybe he doesn't do as well and hits end up hitting like 28. Yeah. And then that would be yours, or maybe he goes off and hits 50. <laughs> How many doubles do you have? How many doubles he had last year? Like 12. Yeah, I think it was 12. That was probably how many hit 12 this year. This is a more professional. I will find the stats. This is a more professional podcast. Sponsored by other things. Oh, we have a great sponsor. Oh, we do have a great sponsor today. We'll get to that in a second. We'll uh, we'll get halfway through the predictions. We'll cut to our sponsor. But yeah, getting an official number, number on that, he had 18 doubles last year in 115 games. Yeah. His career high in doubles for a season was in 2019, where he had 19 doubles. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty he good. He needs to walk more. <laughs> uh, don't we 
all. So uh, that's halfway through predictions. We're going to go ahead and we're, we're about 25 or so minutes into the podcast. So um, yeah. let's cut to our sponsor today. Who's our sponsor today, uh, Storm? Now, you know, our sponsor today is Cardboard Boxes. Cardboard Boxes. Yes, that's right. Cardboard Boxes for when you need to move cardboard boxes. Throw all your crap inside, move it around, throw it in your car. Uh, put a bunch of random things you don't need that's been in a drawer. You can now throw it in a cardboard box, and it's so much better storage solution. Cardboard boxes. So lucky to have that sponsor today for the uh, for the podcast. Uh, thank you for your uh, your generosity, and uh, everyone use cardboard boxes. Uh, what are you going to be doing with your uh, with your cardboard boxes swag that they sent us, Storm? Uh, shipping things in the mail. Oh, you have some things you need to ship? Oh, yeah. Cardboard boxes are the best for shipping things in the mail. It's a like they gave us copy to say that. Hey. <laughs> going to the to the next half, we're actually going to go ahead and go do some pitching uh, predictions now. Uh, Shane Bieber, uh, stud, Cy Young Award winner, All-Star Game MVP, ace. Number one guy. So many things can be said about Shane Bieber. Uh, my favorite is his name is not Justin. <laughs> Last year, 130 strikeouts in Side about note. half a yeah. Players weekend. We need to bring back the player nickname jerseys. Those are I a lot of fun. agree. I will buy so many jerseys with uh, the player nicknames. Absolutely enjoy that a lot. But uh, Shane Bieber, 130 strikeouts in about half the season last year with a bunch of missed time, mm-hmm. was leading the league before he got injured. Uh, Storm, how many strikeouts do you think Shane Bieber finishes this season with? 232. Okay, that's a little bit down from previous seasons. Any uh, reason for that? I just feel like he's not going to get as much opportunity with, uh, you know, building up his pitch count. Um, He was at 70 pitches um, right around there. For this start, I feel like the next start will be up a little bit toward 85. That's two starts that he's really not doing a full amount. I feel like his innings will be slightly down this year for good, uh, for good reason, you know preventative stuff and uh yeah i, feel like I went in, i went in the opposite direction with that i actually have shane bieber 270 wow uh strikeouts this year yeah i am predicting a big year from shane bieber this season i think he is healthy all of his starts i think he continues to dominate and averages uh, right around nine strikeouts per start all righty all right Let's go ahead and go to Aaron Savale, our number three, number four star. I guess Cal Quantrill yeah. started today. Uh, uh, With the way he ended last season, how could you not? Right, Cal Quantrill was very good. But Aaron Savale also missed time last year. Was, I think, tied for the American lead, League in wins before he got uh, hurt yeah. last year. He had 12 at the time and 21 starts. Just by doing mum- numbers, you think he'd have 50% more wins. So what? Uh, how many wins are you predicting for Aaron Savali this year? I'm not saying 50% more. I'll say a couple more. I'll say 14 wins this year. 14 wins? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I went about 50%. I'm guessing 17 wins for Aaron Savali That's this year. 17 is Cy Young. I think, we're gonna, I think we're gonna be better on offense this year. I think we're gonna give him more, more run support, and I think... Uh, I think he's going to be up there in the American League League and wins. All right. And, you know, going back to what I mentioned about us matching up against, with our pitching depth, against four fifth starters, Savale, you know, being a third, fourth starter, he's going to get a lot of really good matchups. He's the direct beneficiary of that. I'm sorry. Exactly. How dare I flub words on this recorded podcast? Yeah. I mean, it's... 
for great pitchers, you know, it's hard for them to get wins because they're matched up against other great pitchers most of the time. I mean, obviously, games fall where they fall, but... Yeah. Sometimes you'll have Bieber against a five, or you'll have Tristan McKenzie against Garrett Cole, or whatever. And you just yeah. have to go out there and just be like, we're probably going to lose today, but what if we didn't? Yeah. That's how most McKenzie of my- looked great for about the first batter or two that he faced. I mean, he was just throwing I mean, it, whipping it. He in had two really good innings. It was that third yes. inning that got him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, he had, like, 45 pitches and only, like, 23 strikes, I think, at that point, or 25 strikes. So he was being Tristan McKenzie. Old Tristan McKenzie. Not yes. great. Let's go into Emmanuel Classe. signed a five-year, $20 million extension in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Last year in splitting time as full as the closer, he had 24 saves. He obviously stands to have more as he is our one and only closer. How do you, uh, how many uh, saves do you think he finishes this year with? 29. 29? All right. I'm saying he doesn't get to 30. I just don't think we're going to give him enough saves because he did get 24, but that was in uh, almost all of his opportunities. Now, he did have a little bit fewer just at the beginning of the season because Karen Check was in the mix. Yeah. I'm saying that we're not going to give him a ton of save opportunities for him to get like 35, 40 saves. Played a lot of close games last year, which gave lots of save opportunities for our, our pitching because our offense yeah. was not great. Uh, I think he gets a big jump this year. I'm predicting 33 saves. Okay. As a nice okay. uh, r- a nice number for him to have. The same amount of stolen bases you think Miles Straw would get. Do you think uh, Class A gets uh, a save more often than Straw steals a base or less often? Oh, gosh. I, think I, would, say, just... I would say less often. Just by All right. math. Sure. Just, just by general thinking. Uh. Next to the last one, our penultimate uh, prediction here. Brian Shaw signed him back in free agent, our only free agent signing. All of the money we spent in free agency went to Brian Shaw, the second least amount of money any team spent in free agency this year, other than the Oakland Athletics, who not only did not sign a free agent, but traded away all of their good players. (laughs) Small market baseball team here for the Cleveland Guardians. Brian Shaw 81 appearances last year. Terry Francona loves to throw him in there. He had two appearances this weekend. How many appearances do you think Brian Shaw makes? I just think it's going to be way too hard to get him more appearances. I don't think it can go up. That's that's my thinking. So I think it has to come down a little. So I think 72 appearances. 72. I went with 78 is my guess. I think we're probably both around there. Um, Yeah. It would be really funny if you ended up with 75 and we were both equally correct or equally wrong, depending on if you're a pessimist. Yeah. I just don't think, uh, I I don't think every other game, I don't know if you can get a reliever any more action than that. Yeah, I I think it's 81 is pretty close to the maximum amount of appearances realistically a relief pitcher could throw in a season. Yeah. Uh, And so here comes our final prediction, uh, Storm. It was supposed to be a fun one. How many hit-by-pitches do you think Bradley Zimmer would accumulate over the course of a season? Uh, we traded Bradley Zimmer to Toronto, so I guess yep. that one's thrown out. Well, with Bradley Zimmer traded, I let's direct people to the Instagram. Oh, we made plug- a post after... Plugging the Instagram. After, yes, plugging the Instagram. After Oscar Mercado's uh, Grand Slam and Triple today, we posted, uh, made a post on Instagram asking... 
What are your predictions for his ceiling? What do you think his ceiling is this year? With yeah, Bradley Zimmer he being had traded? a really good rookie season, Oscar Mercado. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now with the trade of Bradley Zimmer, it opens up more playing time. Had that grand slam today. We'll yeah. see if he can get some consistent playing time and get consistent at-bats. I was expecting him to have a huge jump, I think, in 2020. Yeah. Uh, and it just it just didn't happen. I would say that with Josh Naylor on the DL for the first couple of weeks, he's got a couple of weeks to prove that he... Yeah. He deserves to be in the lineup. And then again, that doesn't necessarily mean numbers. Yeah. You know, but, you know, if you look at the tape and you see that he's taking good at back, swinging at good pitches, you're not always going to get ahead even if you hit the ball well. You know? Right. But I you, like his swing, though. I like his short swing. I think he can max you, out at probably maybe 15 home runs a season. Yeah. But I think he could have a similar kind of approach and a similar number to, say, the outfield's pretty, outfield's pretty full. He also is a pretty good defensive player. He's got good speed. Yeah. He, Tracks the ball well, unlike other guys will throw out there to get their bat in the lineup. He's actually a natural outfielder. Yeah. And I so, think that we're, we've tried Rosario and Clement in the bat and the outfield. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see what he can do. I like Mercado. With, uh, but uh, with, for yeah. the sake of having a consistent 10 predictions, which yes. is weird because it's baseball. Maybe we should have stopped at 9. Man, if we were smarter, <laughs> yeah. I would have anyway, stopped uh, at 9. Anyway, go to our Instagram at CutoffGuardians. Yes, follow Cutoff Guardians on uh, Instagram and uh, search up uh, Cutoff Guardians on Twitter, where you can also find many tweets, mostly uh, to deal with something we'll talk about in just a little bit, uh, at Cutoff Guard 4, because that's the generic one Twitter gave me, and then it didn't allow me to change it, so that's just our username on Twitter now. <laughs> on Twitter, there we go. Uh, oh, well. But anyway, our 10th and final prediction I wanted to ask you, Storm, is how many hits do you think Steve Kwan has this year? Oh, boy. Big prediction. Ready? Yep. 150. I like how you say that, and you like, I like how you say it's a big prediction. Yeah. I went so much bigger. <laughs> oh, no. Where'd I am, you go? I am predicting Steve Kwan has 190 hits this year. Wow. I thought, did anybody have 150 hits for us last year? I don't know, but I can I check. I think Rosario might have. I can check. I, we could see 150. I think is like a 280 something batting average. Really, uh, depending on how many. Uh, he oh yeah, had 155 hits last year in 141 that's, games. That is where, yeah, that's where I got my Steve Kwan number. You're saying really high. I'm that's crazy. Gonna... I'm, I'm, I'm just out here being a being a crazy person. You're being a crazy person. So we'll see. Those are our 10 predictions. We'll see who wins by the end of the season. However. It's time for a bold prediction. And this could not just be numbers. It could be any sort of bold prediction. But this is worth five points if it comes true. All right. You ready? We didn't really come with a, with a definition here. And so yeah. uh, I'm going to wait to see what you say. And I yeah. wonder if my thing will be bold enough. But let me hear what you have to say. All right. I'm going to say Mike Trout and Shohei Otani who. Jose Ramirez for MVP of the American League. That is my bold prediction. Jose finally wins MVP. Okay. Okay. I like it. Bold prediction. He's finished in the top uh, six, I think, in the MVP each of the last uh, four seasons, five seasons. Mm -hmm. Since 2017, he's really come on. Finished, I think, top four uh, four times in 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2021. Jose. Well, 2020, he was like second. Okay, I don't. 
Uh, I don't remember Jose's exact Last year, I, think he was six I could look this up. This is a podcast where I I'm can look I'm saying up. if he does 40 homers, 40 doubles, 120 RBIs, 30 steals, and he's a criminally underrated defender, I will say. Yeah, Jose was second in the MVP voting in 2020, 2019, was not a finalist, but in 2017, 2018, he was third, and last year he was sixth. Um, That's my bold prediction. Bold prediction. Shohei Otani who? Jose Ramirez for MVP. Jose Ramirez winning MVP. It's an interesting thing going, because I feel like my prediction directly contradicts yours. My bold prediction is Franmil Reyes, you say very streaky hitter, will leave the Cleveland Guardians in home runs and batting average. Batting average? Yes. Last year, I believe he was second on our team in batting average for at least quite a while. Let our team hit over 300 for the first few months of the season. Um, Finished with a batting average of 254. He batted 275 in 2020. Uh, A combined batting average of 249 in 2019. And then 87 games, a 280 batting average. So I think... Depending on where his months go and where his streaks lie, Fabio Reyes could easily bat over 300 this season. Bold prediction. Bold prediction. Bold prediction. Fabio Reyes will lead the team in batting average and home runs. I want to say runs. if Fabio Reyes leads our team in batting average, he's going to hit 50 home runs. All right. You heard it here. <laughs> If your thing is true, he has to hit 50 home runs. You think that the more hits translates to more home runs? For for Franz Mille, the way he hits? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that's that's fair. So the last thing I wanted to talk about in the podcast today is Austin Hedges. Now, we talked a little bit about in the uh, pilot podcast, the test yes. podcast, the podcast that does not exist. No one will ever hear it. And we talked about Austin Hedges. You said how our success to this year depends on how we hit out of the catcher position. And if that Austin Hedges could have a decent season, we would be golden, and that would fix most of our hitting problems. I don't know if I said that exactly. I think that's exactly what you said. I I don't think think that was exactly. I I think if I remember correctly, the quote was, if Austin Hedges hits well this year, we will win the World Series. I think that's what you said. And, um, uh, well, the podcast doesn't exist anymore, so we can't go back and listen to it. So there's no way of knowing exactly what you said. We scored 17 runs and didn't get a hit from our catcher today. So uh, you brought up the fact that Austin Hedges is a career 194 hitter. That if he could hit over 200, that would be insane and something we haven't gotten from our catcher in quite a number of years offensively. Yeah. So I said, okay, bet. I think he could do that. And you said, no, he's not going to. And so we settled on 196, which is um, a slightly above number for Austin Hedges' career batting average as our over-under. I'm taking the over. You're taking the under. Yes. If Austin Hedges plays 91 games, depending on where he falls of that 196 number, one of us will buy the other, the most expensive Austin Hedges jersey that you can buy mm-hmm. for the end of the season. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Austin Hedges watch uh, two games he played this weekend. Ofer, no hits. Ofer seven with three strikeouts. Terrible at bats. Looked totally lost at the plate. 
Um, it's only two games. I'm not, I'm a, I, I'm confident. I am confident that he'll turn it around and hit above 196 this year. I am no Austin Hedges hater, but I do think he's not going to hit 196. Well, you have no proof of that other than statistics to back you other up. Other than every statistic about his career batting. Well, <laughs> I guess we will. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see at the end of the season which one of us is the winner and which one of us is sporting an Austin Hedges jersey. That's, that's the, the well, winner. That's the same yeah, person. Yeah, the same person. I'm sorry. The winner. Which one? The winner will, gets a really nice Austin Hedges jersey. And I will by, be okay paid for paid by for the other one. By the other person. Yes, yes, yes. Well, um, I think that's all we have for the podcast today. I don't know how long our podcast usually goes. We're probably clocking in around 40 or so minutes here. I think we had a good time. Let's revisit these predictions at the All-Star break. Right. Although Let's, although Hedges Watch will be... Hedges Watch uh, will, will be something we'll be following every single day. You can follow us on Twitter for Hedges Watch. Um, we'll be tweeting about it after every single game just to keep uh, that accurate to keep everyone up to date on the kind of day Austin Hedges is having. So uh, thanks again for listening to the podcast. I have been Scott Nicholas and your host with me as always has been my co-host Storm. Uh, Thank you as always. We'll be here every Monday for our weekly podcast on everyone's favorite small market Major League Baseball team, the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, Thank you and we'll see you next time.